When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PNE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we're looking back at the Hull City defeat, the win over Mansfield, looking ahead to the Reading game at the weekend, and talking taking the knee. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, we've back to back, we've done it, we're... we're Doing some sort of consistency until we're gone for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Ba- <laughs> back to back podcast, eh? Yeah. But I'm sad. I'm uh, I'm on holiday next week. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But Putting the feet up. Yeah. But two on the bounce. Yeah. We're doing all right. We'll we? take that. Yeah. Minute, yeah. Minutes. Minutes in the in the legs and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Getting we're, going. If we sound a bit tired on this one, and we're, <laughs> we're recording it today after coming back from Mansfield, which yeah. was um, a bit not not further enough. I don't know. It just seemed to it seemed to drag. Yeah, it just seemed to go on for a bit. Yeah, didn't it? I've never known coming off a motorway to, <laughs> to go to a football ground. Once you get off the motorway, you just think right, the ground's going to be in yeah. There, they're like, normally not far or, off, two or three miles at the most. Yeah. I think this was in another county. Yeah. you know, you, you, I think, well, it was I think I think we came off in Derbyshire. <laughs> You end up in Nottinghamshire, don't you? Well, we so. went through about a 30-second period of going through three different towns or villages yeah. or whatever it was. It was like every two seconds, like, welcome to this place, it welcome was, to this it place. It was three in a row, wasn't yeah. it? Just yeah. like, yeah, so... <laughs> Anyway, if, you, if you're not really turned on by the uh, the geography of Derbyshire <laughs> yeah. and Nottinghamshire, I do apologise for that, but yeah. uh, and, uh, we do like to talk about our trips, don't we? Yeah. And we had our first... Motorway shut of the season. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, that was fun. The M1 was shut for uh, some road work, so uh, had to negotiate around that. So yeah, yeah. That was just before you dropped asleep, Tom. <laughs> I've got to say, Tom, Tom Sandals was with me. I, I drove, he was in the passenger seat. So Tom's bad. meant to sit there and like make interesting conversation <laughs> to keep us awake on the way back. Now, Tom went in the, went in the land of Nod, uh, yeah. somewhere just north of, uh, of Sheffield, and, and, and until, until I sort of give him an elbow in the, in, in the ribs at, at forward, Honestly, like, he never woke up again. I was, know, so, I was yeah. nodding for so long, it was like yeah. some sort of torture. I was trying to keep myself awake. I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And I was fully, like, fully nodding. Like, yeah. and, well, what, uh, what, what worried me, Tom, is that you'd offered to drive as well. <laughs> And I thought, no, I'll be all right, I'll drive. And <laughs> that would have kept me awake, I promise. And I yeah. put the radio on off, made think, it a bit colder or something. I think we would have ended up in Central Railway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ended up a bridge somewhere. If you could all just keep an eye on Tom, yeah. he's, he's doing Huddersfield on his own next week. So yeah. if you see a black Astra being driven <laughs> yeah. erratically Upside on down the, somewhere. Yeah. If you see an M, you know, a black Astra on the M62 being driven slightly erratically, it's Tom. He's Not falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Send him coffee and uh, Lucas Aid and yeah. things like that. I'll yeah. need some of cheese. Yeah. Um, but on that cheery note, mm-hmm. Hull City opening the season with a four-one uh, defeat North End. I was like, hoping we could just talk. Ideal. I was hoping we could just talk about Mansfield. Tom. <laughs> I know, yeah. no, I suppose we better go we, back to yeah. Hull. No, you couldn't <sighs> Hull at home. I mean, I enjoyed the first ten minutes. The, the first ten minutes of each half was good. <laughs> yeah. I love the build up to the game. Yeah. Uh I'll, I'll let's talk about the positives first. Yeah. But 
um, the fan zone opening that mm. seemed to be well received. Yeah, you, I went you, in. I went in for a little bit. And it was nice. It was. It was. I mean, it's nothing special. It's literally just a gazebo with a with a, a bar in it. But that's kind of all you need. There was n- nice loud music on, and the it kept you sheltered from the rain, and yeah. it almost kept the sound in as well, and made a decent little atmosphere. Fans were singing stuff like that. It's just what you need. It's just a I reason mean, to yeah. knock around in the on the grounds of Deepdale and stuff. How like. many people would you say you can get in there comfortably? Uh, I think I think I think they're allowed a few hundred in there, yeah. and it, I think it was getting near capacity. And it weren't too bad, to be fair. It's only like to be fair, it's only like the concourse one that's getting a bit full, yeah. where you have to kind of slide through for people and just kind of brush past people and it was fine yeah, yeah there was plenty of room and then actually in the stadium in the build-up to kickoff mm. obviously it was the first time north end fans have been in for bang on 17 months 7, mm. 7th of march 2020 7th of august 2021 well. um it was yeah it wasn't the massive crowd 12,000 and odd mm. uh, including 17 1800 Hull fans but i thought the atmosphere coming from the town end especially was as good as anything in the pre-pandemic era mm. when you know w- we're talking pre pre march 2020 for a good three or four months i'd say you know mm. we're, we're probably looking back to when they played teams like Leeds or Blackburn that yeah. deal with crowds and when you got as good atmosphere. But I thought people had got in the seats a little bit earlier maybe than they normally did. Mm-hmm. And the the guy on the microphone who's in, and, yeah. uh, thought he did a really good job of... Yeah, we were both enjoying him, of, weren't we? Yeah, interaction. I've had some good, stuff going, yeah. good feedback on him, yeah. Um, yeah. Seemed to get some good interaction going. And then there was the, uh, the Guard of Honour for Paul Gallagher coming mm. out which everyone wanted to see Galley again. You know, we've yeah. not had one chance to see him play, apart from if he went to the charity game Break. the other week. But, yeah. you know, actually, at deep down, it was lovely for him to walk out with his family and, you know, clap the stands and pat, pat his shirt, you know, pat the badge and everything. Mm. And it was, we got his presentation. I thought, thought that was really nicely done. Unfortunately, got sent out a bit early because the ref was getting on. Yeah, apparently the ref, was saying, yeah, ref was saying, come on, we need to get on with this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but um, no, but he, he got the round of applause. I just thought it was a real good feel for, you know, good, good feel, good factor in mm. the ground. Even after it all, when, and um, it's funny because everyone had kind of settled down and the, the guy on the, on the mic said, Oh, and a big round of applause for our manager, Frankie McAvoy and stuff. Mm. And I thought, wait, is he waiting in the tunnel or something? <laughs> but no, he was like at the touchline and then he got a really good reception yeah, and stuff, nice. which I thought was good. I was expecting someone to run down and correct him. He's actually our head yeah. coach. <laughs> head yeah, coach, yeah, please, yeah, head yes, coach. Please. Yeah, yeah. Head of, head of HR was running down with contract <laughs> yeah. employment. No, no, it <laughs> says head coach there. Yeah, no, but, but obviously North End scored early on. Mm. Uh, hadn't a, a lot hadn't happened in the game because Declan mm. Rudder got injured. We've yeah, you know, got this bang up. on the head after about two minutes, and probably he was down for three or four before they yeah. got him up again and Thanks got to going. a great rule that yeah. means you play on until they're like almost directly involved in yeah. it, even if it was very obvious that McGuinness was about five yards offside, yeah. and then in the end, deck gets concussed. I could understand them letting the play run on if it's a really tight, yeah, thing, you know, like, um. And just seeing how it develops, but like when someone's just you know yeah. banging through like I, that, I think yeah. it's more appropriate as well, given that there's VAR at certain levels at the AFL. No, I don't not. see the point in in waiting no. if you think it's offside. It's offside, just isn't give it, it? yeah, because yeah. you're not wait. There's no point letting it play on and being. Um, I think there's got to be a bit of common sense there. Mm. There's one thing if the ball's going down the wing or something, and they wait for a player to become active. Yeah, but when there's potential for two players to collide, yeah. 
you know, you know, a bit more common sense there, really. Yeah. And to be fair, with De- to Deck, he put his head in where it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Very it obviously. Was a bit of a weird challenge, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, but that had broken the play up. And really, no offense scoring after eight minutes was probably, that was the, after the Deck injury, that was the only action of note. Mm. And it was a lovely goal. Mm. I thought it worked, worked the ball through from the left through to the middle, Brown out to Barkays and. Watch the Barcaves and Cross again a few times. Absolute peach of one. Yeah. It sort of loops, takes out all their defenders, and Reese just stretches. He don't need to even stretch that far, but mm. it almost just lands on his foot. Yeah. And he just has just to guide like, it in. As it bounces yeah. and just boom. Yeah. Just nice, sort of, perfect. I think, the, you know, as it, it looped in, it just landed on his foot. It mm. hardly bounced. I thought, well, you know, what, what a good cross that was. 1 0 up, eight minutes gone. What could go wrong? As expected, know? according to Alan Brown, like that's how they thought it'd go. Yeah. They, they were feeling confident going into it. Mm. Feeling, I think, I think he's taken a bit of stick actually, uh, Brown, for what he said post match about you know not being funny, but they've just come up, and I don't think he means it in a condescending way to Hull. More no. that he expects more from PNE. Mm. You know, it's one of those. It's almost like um, a high school mentality where you know the new kid comes in and you you, you want to make sure you know you're a bit of a bully to them or like you know you want to make sure that you can't just. You can't just tip up and have it your way sort of thing. Where yeah. PNE were like, you know, we've been in the division a, a, a long time. You've just come up. Yeah. You've got to earn your place. And to be fair, they did. They did, yeah. But and the, the, their equaliser was coming. Mm. You could see it coming. The, they were using the wide guys really well. Yeah, Keen Lewis Potter. What a yeah, player. Yeah, I know. He, were, yeah, he looked he really brilliant. good. You know, yeah. Wilt's not as influential on the right, but no. still he was a good outlet for him. But Lewis Potter was like... he. he you could see he was their main outball, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the one they were trying to get into the game. Yeah. That obviously worked on trying to get him behind Barkey and, and Jordan Story. There was a shout, he had a shout for a penalty when Brown clipped him from behind, which wasn't given at the other end. If it had happened at the other end, we would have been screaming for it. Mm. Um, Brad McCann was a bit annoyed about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So whether it was or not, but it's one you shout for whichever end you, you, yeah. you're at. Anyway, and then, then they got the equaliser. And as you know, we, we're on Wednesday now, so this has been analysed a lot by the fans, by the team, whatever. We knew it, 3-5-2, but unfortunately the 3-5-2 turned into a 5-3-2. Yeah. Which sometimes you, you do need your wing-backs further back, but not on this occasion. Mm. Sometimes you do need to turn it into a 5, but it was just leaving North End outnumbered yeah. further back in the middle of the field. So Hull could get the foot on the ball, have a look round, and then even having five at the back wasn't solving, even though it was five against three, it wasn't solving a problem for North End. Yeah, their three were getting in the spaces That's it, and yeah. taking full advantage. And I think the, numeric, the numerical advantage North End had at the back by dropping so deep, which yeah. not which Frankie McAvoy didn't want. Yeah, but he said whatever he shouted didn't seem to be bringing the you know the the wing backs out. I think I just think when you're on the pitch you get into that mentality and start getting sucked back in. Yeah. And the the numerical advantage North End had just didn't work at all. And yeah, and I think it, yeah. it almost played into their favour that because PNE was so deep it allowed Hull to start their runs further forward so they yeah. could be more damaging it. If mm. if the five yards further forward the the wingers got to sort of contend with that a little yeah. bit and if it's if it's in behind you the first defender can disrupt mm-hmm. and then Jordan's story can come around and sweep and you've got that extra but if they're both next to each other it's one pass that can take them both out of the game which yeah. which did happen on occasion and mm-hmm. Frankie was annoyed with 
the manner of Keen Lewis Potter's goal, which was nicely taken, to be mm. fair, because they'd worked on that during the week. That those he said in his words, that was out to in runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd they'd worked on that, and that it was literally just that simple run, and he, he slotted it. It's, it's not a complicated tactical issue, is it? Making yeah. that little run in yeah. between the full ba- the, between the wing back and the first defender. You yeah, because it, it's what you do. Half, it's what you do, even if it's four at the back. You're yeah. running between the full back yeah. and the centre half. It's just know, basics, yeah. isn't it? And then um, I thought. Se- Second, it was a case of getting in at half time. Yeah, they got in at half time, and they actually started the second half okay. Barkay's had those two yeah, good they made changes, didn't they? Yeah, they, they they went to this sort of diamond, mm. either four four two or four one two one, one two. two. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's all maths, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but and it worked. To, you know, the start with they put they put Barkay's up front, and he, he had that sort of curling shot from the right foot shot from the left corner of the box. Yeah, Blackburn-esque that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, just you know, tipped over. Very different angle, but keep. I thought it was a good save from the keeper. And the one just after, it's a big ball forward, and the, their centre half misjudged it slightly, and I think it dropped a little bit quicker than Barkey were expecting. Mm. And he got a shot away, but keeper made a good save low down. Yeah. But you. You'd want your striker to do better in those mm. situations normally. If maybe that had fallen to Chet Evans or an MO Reach. Yeah. Who knows? Um anyway, but Or Scott Sinclair. Yeah. But then we saw up then their second goal went in to make it two one. And Hall, to be fair, up until that point, he hasn't had much of the play in that mm. second half. But it got two deflections. Mm. But the ball was worked far too easily though across the face of the box. Yeah. There was there was so much time to sort of make a challenge in there, but it was Two a or symptom three, of the game, really. Two though, or three players, yeah. Two or three players must have had a touch to work it through to Smallwood. Yeah, but his shot wasn't anything special. I think it hit Brown through Brown's legs, and then it hit Lindsay, and that was the. And then it's gone in, trickled it off the inside yeah, of the post, post like you yeah. couldn't even put it. Made Everson look a bit silly because yeah. of, you know. He was obviously starting to go one way. He got wrong-footed, and you got to exaggerate the dive yeah. almost. It's not it? well struck. It no. was just, it wasn't a pace. But then that just worryingly for me that knocked the stuffing out of North End. Mm. We're a two-one down. Well, you know, they've been what Hull have been one-nil down and managed to turn it round. Yeah. So there's no re- there's no reason why being two-one down shouldn't have. But it was it was a bit Brentford-esque from last season mm. that the Reds went down. And the last two goals, although very late on, were, you know, the, the third one, a curling right foot cross from the left into mm. the near post. should have just been cleared. Yeah. To let McGuinness, you know, get a, get beyond two defenders. It wasn't the best of crosses, was no. it really? It's a funny angle. It's a hard one to finish, but he's got he's yeah. just got that run in there. They've just kind of yeah. let him go. Give him his credit. He, I thought, you know, he, he got to it and he yeah, sort of just yeah. steered it in nicely. But he shouldn't... One, he shouldn't have got in front of the two defenders. And mm. I'm w- thinking if Eric's, uh, Everson might have done a little bit better, you know. Mm. But, and then the, the fourth one, I think it was Smallwood, just played the ball down the side of the box. Tom Eves chased it to the that. byline to keep it in back heel there. Yeah. And still the ball's at an angle on the outside. It came to Andy Cannon and he thought, right, I'll have a go at yeah, this. Yeah, why not? Just, I think he was probably trying to put it across the face of goal for someone else. Mm. As it was, I think it clipped uh, Jordan Story and sort of beat Everson at his near post. But the thing is, when Eve's running for that ball towards the touchline, mm. there's there's a couple of PNE defenders in like a circle around yeah. him that just sort of stop and yeah. let him do it. Um, Still and watched. It was yeah. spectator sport. It was yeah. Like, yeah, and then the back heel was the same. They were like, "Oh well, I've already given up." So yeah. <laughs> and just let him shoot. That, that was the poorest of the lot. That yeah. was our heads have gone. We're not. Yeah. We're, we're we're down to us almost. But the thing yeah. is, in the past, we've seen North End 
go a goal down and then they start playing and we're like, well, why can't, why can't they do that before they go a goal down? Mm. But now it seems to be they go a goal down and oh, well, that's it. Yeah, because so. you think of McAvoy's era, he's only had these two defeats, mm. Brentford last season when a similar late collapse happened mm-hmm. and then Hull, you know. Yeah. So is it, and in both games he'd switched during the game from a yeah. three to a three-man defence to a flat-back four. Yeah. So, one, can North End not play in a four-man defence? And two, is there a thing about falling behind now? Because in the other games, North End attended... I think they came back against Norwich didn't they, in Frankie's first game. Yeah. But then others... I think others, North End took the lead in generally, apart from Forrest's last game of the season, last season, mm. Forrest scored North End hit back. So... Um, I think the players aren't a big fan of the diamond as well because I I I, I thought may, may, I thought there was yeah. a bit of a comment from Brownie and maybe I'm looking into it a little too much, but he just said going into that different system just leaves us too open yeah. and just in, in it you know and I, I think he said like we go forward and then we just get countered and yeah. it, it, we just get hurt and I think it's probably too offensive for them at the moment at the moment yeah and. Yeah, it can, who it you, can it's, work. It's who you're playing it as yeah, well. But, you've got um, to get the kinks sorted. I just don't think the midfield turned up in its entirety against mm-hmm. Hull, apart from DJ when he came on. Mm-hmm. But I thought Ledson, Brown, Whiteman didn't have the best games, yeah. any of them. You know, and that last season, you know, and in pre-season, you know, Whiteman's been one of the better players. Uh, Brown, he's coming back from this hip injury. Was he fully 100% match sharp? Yeah. I don't know. You know, Ledson was like player of the year last year, but I thought he was a bit wild and reckless in it, to be fair. So, um, no, just the midfield diamond sports, you've got to balance it out. You've got to to have your sort of defensive midfielder sitting there, but you put another defensive midfielder in one of the sort of two next slots, or do Mm. you do... Or is it sort of one sitter and then three very attacking players? You know, and it so. obviously limits your width as well, especially because yeah. at the moment the centre midfielders that Pinney have are very much centre midfielders. Yeah. They're not really... No. Although Brown probably used to... Be, when he was in that running 10 role, mm-hmm. you probably could see him out on a wing a little bit. But now he's, he's, his game's changed a lot. Ryan Ledson isn't going to be out on a wing. No. You know. You've got to bomb. If, you, if you're going to play a diamond like that and maybe tighten the diamond... You've got to sort of wig your fullbacks mm. on now. The way North End finished against Hull, it was Seth Vandenberg and Andrew Hughes at the fullback position. Mm. Hughes, a uh, good defensive player, but attacking wise, not great. Yeah. Seth, probably similar, you know, he's, he's a good defender, still learning that sort of mm. attacking side of the game. So it didn't lend itself to someone absolutely bombing on, didn't it? And even then, back. you're still leaving yourself with. Three at the back, yeah. maybe, especially mm. if both sides go. Yeah. So you, you generally want someone at the far post, and yeah. you know, uh, I, do, I personally, I do like the diamond system, the way it's set up. You mm. know, if if you've got the right personnel to play it, mm. it looks quite effective. You have got your sitter, you've got sort of two, two who do a bit of everything. Yeah. And then you've got your number ten still behind the two strikers because that that's Frankie's go-to. He wants two strikers. Yeah, which which is applauded because it's been working. I think you know it was something that. It was a stick which Alex Neal was beaten with yeah. a lot yeah. during his, you know, especially in the last couple of years at, at North End of his time in charge, that he'd only have, you know, one main striker, two wider players who, in his latter days, was getting sucked deeper and deeper. Mm. So it was an isolated striker in the end. So I like having two up, yeah. but you've obviously got to protect him. You know, you've got to protect the defence further back. Mm. So. And then 
everything's rosy again because North End beat Mansfield yeah, 3-0 yeah. in the, the first round of the Carabao Cup. That's the one everyone wants to win. It was a very strong reaction to the whole game, I thought. You know, mm. the... Um, the, the fan reaction was really strong. I knew yeah. it would be, you know, any defeat nowadays is, um, there's a strong reaction to it. But for a first game of the season, it was really, really strong. Yeah. A little bit at times, probably too much, yeah. a little bit, maybe overanalyzed. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, but you can see the frustration. You would come back, first game of the season, first time with fans backing. You wanted it to be a bit better than that and I think as well yeah. with the way it started it was mm. like oh yeah great we're getting what we want and then it wasn't and it was yeah. almost that added let down yeah but um so it, it did increase the pressure on the Mansfield game now it was only Mansfield league two side finished 16th last season you know not the greatest in the world shouldn't have been the biggest test but you know it, it could have been you know they've got Nigel Clough as manager they've They've, they've made a few signings over the summer. They've they probably fancied the chances in mm. League Two. And it's, it's the old banana skin one, didn't it? It could have yeah. gone wrong. One, one of the yeah. reporters there was saying he expects them in the top seven. Yeah. So, you know, you're yeah. playing one of the better sides. Yeah. Um, and it's away from home, which is actually one of North End's strengths. But um, the, so there was a lot of pressure on it. Mm. McAvoy just he made seven changes, six outfield, didn't he? Which wasn't quite the full. 11 changes which Neil did I thought it was a good mix of yeah. match it was if you think about it Cunningham Cunningham Whiteman uh, Story Hughes. and Hughes were the four players to, to start survive. from Saturday mm. Cunningham had come off at half time on Saturday so he'd only had 45 minutes Whiteman had come off hour. during it Whiteman yeah. had got 65, 70 minutes, whatever. So he was still, you know, I, I shouldn't be talking about freshness at this time of the season. Yeah, but, you know, but yeah, but you know, it was... Um, yeah, it's still a fairly quick turnaround, yeah, three and, four days. And he, he, I think he probably wanted to keep two of the defenders in to sort of give him another chance almost. Um, and so we had Hughes and Story either side of Patrick Bauer, who, who were speaking to Frankie McAvoy after the game. He deliberately targeted the Mansfield game as a mm. return for Bauer. Mm. Didn't think it was right to chuck him in for the first game of the season in the league because he's still picking up after the operation. But he thought this was the ideal one to get 90 minutes. And uh, and then, you know, other areas of the pitch, he put set back in at right wing back. He had um, DJ coming back in after his cameo off the bench. Yeah. I think we all in more of a, a centre mid role rather than yeah, number ten. More, yeah, further back, get him on the ball earlier. I still mm. like him in the ten to be yeah. fair. More, yeah, Potts as a ten yep. behind Sinclair and um, Sean Maguire. Now, I thought those two actually linked up quite well. Maguire, we didn't see a lot of in the box, no. if anything, yep. and that will always be a criticism thrown at him. But I was just having a look back at the. The highlights from the game, and it was Maguire who set up the first goal for Sinclair. He'd set up a chance for Sinclair earlier in the half, which the keeper had saved quite well. Mm. So the build-up play was good for him, but with Maguire... The goal own, threat. The goal threat wasn't really there. That that was carried by Sinclair in the end. Anyway, just just going over the Mansfield match for first half, very even Stevens. To be fair, I thought Mansfield, as an attacking unit, looked more of a threat until the sort of final ball, the final delivery. They had a lot more of the ball, I thought. Got down the sides well, but there was nothing Everson had to do which worried you, didn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. It was dropping down for a couple of saves, but nothing that was going to, like, yeah. leap into the Especially top corner. Especially what we saw him last season where you're like, oh, what a save. Yeah, do, do, yeah. He didn't have to get into third, fourth gear, for no, example. No, And then North End, it was the old goal right at the 
you know, the right time to score. Yeah. First half injury time. Yeah. Good move on the break. I think he was cunning and broke up an attack well in our half. Played it through Potts and then to Maguire. Maguire carried it well, played in Sinclair. Put Scott Sinclair in on an angle. I've said this before. One on one with keeper. More often than not, he'll score it. Showed, he showed a bit about himself as well, the chip, because mm. it's not just the fact that he gets in and just aims for the corners. No. It showed he had the composure. He was able to think it through before he got there. Yeah. And, you know, it shows a lot of his, his confidence as well. Yeah. And there's this debate is he a striker? Is he a winger now? The, the 3 5 2 doesn't lend itself to him playing wide. Yeah. So. If he's going to be in the team, he's got to be. He's going to be up front, yeah. or, or really yeah, not nine. really a wing back, is he? You know, mm-hmm. like um, which I'm all for. Yeah, um, we, we were saying it. We were saying it towards last season. I think he played up front. Was it um, Rovers? Mm-hmm. And he, he did really well. And it's literally just a case of if you present him with chances, mm-hmm. the likelihood is, especially in this squad, he's the most likely to score. Yeah. So why not put him in the best position for that? Yeah, and you need someone working with him who's mm. going to provide some service. Now, on this, I thought, actually, Maguire worked quite well with him. Mm. Whatever you want to say about Maguire's threat in the box, outside the box, he was okay here. You know, good couple of passes for him, you know. Yeah. So, or do you, you know, do you, do you have him off the battering ram of, say, Evans or, yeah. or Reese a bit more physical, you know, but... Um, you know, so you do need someone doing his, you know, some of his leg work because you that's what you want from a goal shoulder. scorer. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah, there's no point Scott Sinclair going up and with his back to goal, yeah, challenging centre halves for high balls, is there? You know, yeah. you you want him on the end of those. Get so. him facing goal, get him attacking yeah. space. Oh, he's got to face. Last yeah, man. yeah, he's got to face goal, doesn't he? You know, yeah. that that's where the threat is. He's still got that instinct. And then second half, that goal coming so soon before half time. That just changed the complexion of the game. I thought mm. the second half, North End were a lot more better. Yeah, and especially after the second goal. The second yeah. goal, then they really started to play some nice stuff. Yeah, I thought, yeah, Reese had come on, Emil Reese had come mm. off the bench. We scored about four minutes of coming on. Yeah, yeah. It just it looks like he's got a goal in him. Yeah, really. You know. b- yeah, funny goal though, wasn't it? Because their, their, their yeah. keeper took a goal kick off the ground, totally shanked it, yeah. came straight to Sinclair, who just like heard it through on goal. Yeah, wasn't the best shots of it from him. No, keeper, keeper didn't have to dive. He just sort of pushed it up in the air yeah. instinctively, and it was Reese following in the ball. Sort of Wall looped in the air. He challenged with one of their defenders. Yeah, the ball dropped towards the byline. He chased it, kept it, kept it alive really yeah. well, and sort of cut got, back, got round his man, got round his man, opened Thought about up it. an angle. Yeah, <laughs> thought about it. Was like, no, I'll take yeah. it a bit, a bit more, and then bang, corner of the six yard box, banged yeah. across the keeper. Really good finish. And do you yeah. know what I liked about that goal? Go on. He was able to run off behind the goal and celebrate with yeah. fans. You know, yeah. rather than just sort of all. Oh, just take a pat on the back like we've done for the last 17 months. Yeah, I noticed that. To be he was fair, actually straight, to straight behind the goal, mm. go, and, go and celebrate with the fans. There are yeah. 486 North End fans there on an away day. And it's yes. like decent following that for, mm. for Carabao Cup first round. And I thought, they, you know, what a nice moment they, they could run down the steps to the front and actually celebrate with it, with a, you know, yeah. with a strike. I thought that was a, a really good moment. And then the third goal was a. You know, ball worked nicely across the pitch. Um, I think Potts laid it off to Whiteman. It was a nice first time ball. Yeah. Whiteman, Whiteman into Sinclair. Straight pass into, yeah. his, into the space. Sinclair just turned, one touch to turn, and then sort of side footed past the keeper, picked yeah. his spot, just didn't he? Given yeah. too much room in the box, had a few yards yeah. either side of him. And as soon as, he, as soon as Whiteman plays that pass into him, brilliant way to pass, mm-hmm. takes a touch, you're just waiting for the net, aren't you? Because yeah. you just kind of had that feel about it where mm-hmm. Sinclair in the box, bit of room. Yeah. Goal. And then they took him off. 
and yeah. put and put Joe Rodwell Grant on. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. brilliant to see him. Yeah. Uh, and a we, shot from about forty yards. <laughs> yeah, we'd seen him at Wigan the other week, hadn't mm. we? In the friendly, he'd come on in, in, in for you know and scored in there, and it was just a chance for him to come on, get your kit yep. dirty, son. Go, yeah, and, yeah. go and experience it. He's an North End fan. He's a Preston lad. Yeah. Big moment for him, and then. Jamie Thomas came on for Brad Potts a couple of minutes later. Yeah, a couple of debuts. Competitive debut for him again, so that mm. will have done him good. Yeah, um, so just more minutes for both of them in, yeah. in the team. Or it's that confidence, minutes. it's sort of, yeah, and part of it, it's... Rodwell Grant's an interesting one, really, because he he's, a fir- he, he's one of the first-year pros, isn't mm. he, who haven't really been getting much of a look in the first team. It's more been the... The, the scholars, Lewis Lee, who's yeah. a second-year scholar, and the first-year scholars, Josh Theory and Noah Mwenny, yeah. have been involved in this sort of first-team group. The yeah. lads who signed pro over the summer have sort of stayed with the youth team at Springfields because the under-18s is now the under-19s. It's sort of mm. rule change. And so they've stayed with that group almost. Um, so Rodwell Grant, and I think he played against Bamber Bridge in the first friendly for, for, for part of it. And then we didn't see him again as part of the first team group until the winning game. Yeah. And then suddenly he came in off the bench. Just opposite. It shows sometimes, he, you know, they the had a younger bench for that one, thinking they were going to have the two two games in two days. And he was one to bring on and he scored, you know, and he, he seems to have kept around the group. He was on the bench as an unused sub against Hull on the first game. And yeah. then, then came on last night and uh, it's really good for him. You know, he's, uh, you know, that's, that's what he's there for. You sign pro. Mm. You want to try and make an impact and fair yeah. play to him. And right? I suppose it's one of those, you, you just generally like sort of two trains of thought, isn't there, in these sorts of competitions, whether you fully rotate, chuck a lot of young kids in and see how it goes, or you go for it, which Frankie kind of did. Mm. But there's also that nice little mix where you can get Jamie Thomas a debut, you get yeah. Joe Redwell Grant a debut. And, uh, you know, I said to him, obviously with Dex concussion, I asked him after the game, we, we attempted to rest Daniel Everson with what happened with the uh, with Deck, and his answer was literally just, no. No. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay, fair yeah, enough, yeah. 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 Like, any any interest in looking at any younger players or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. no. Well, the thing <laughs> is, you get 3-0 up, you earn that right, mm. don't, don't you, to make yeah. the substitution. I mean, but he did have used players yeah. in there, because he had um, Rodwell Grant, and he said, like, Jamie Thomas isn't old either, so. No, no, you know, the... Those subs are unlikely to be made at one nil up, or if they were chasing, say it was nil nil or something. Yeah. But uh, you know, three nil, you weren't that right. You know, if they needed to change it tactically for other things to get into the game or to pull a goal back or whatever, or to try and win it, there would have been other players coming off the bench. You would have thought, but you know, this yeah. was a nice way of getting these yeah. lads on, and uh, thought it worked really well. Somebody like Josh Harrop, who you, yeah, you know, yeah. you know what you can get from yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So you might as well put Thomas and Rodwell Grant on because you're not yeah. quite sure yet. Yeah, yeah, so it, no, it was a nice moment for those two. So yeah, uh, yeah. on to the next round, which is t- uh, drawn tonight as we record this. Yeah, yeah, well, which is still Wednesday localized. night after the live game. Yep. So, um, yep. who I'm not sure still it is. regionalised. Yeah, who's frankly. a live game, Tom, tonight? Uh, it doesn't really matter Google because it. people might be listening to this afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll Google it so you have this uh, useless information. Uh, oh, You'll have to leave it with me, though. Yeah. So. But the main thing is it's regionalised, so we should hopefully not be going... Yeah. too far you get some of the Premier League teams in but not the ones who are playing in Europe yes so you're probably from Leeds sort of down I think Leeds Everton downwards yeah, that, yeah. that sort of ninth or 10th place downwards Orient QPR wow which is better than yeah. Salford and yeah. Derby although that probably was quite a good game in the yeah. end to be fair but I just Two don't like horrible the clubs. Yeah. horrible clubs yeah. not QPR and Orient no yeah <laughs> Salford and Derby quite, a, yeah. quite the opposite Orient and <laughs> QPR are quite stand up yeah, clubs aren't quite, they quite you know? like, yeah quite like um, yeah but yeah, so so the draw tonight after that live game. So yes. 
Um, see where you're going in a couple of weeks. Yeah, tonight, yeah. yeah Dave, part timer. Yeah, well, I'm sipping my pina colada somewhere. You know, yeah. so <laughs> no, but um, no, but it's progress. You know, there was we got city. Yeah, you know, we got city. So got, why not? I've said it all along. If people don't, the way it's looking, people aren't thinking North End they're going to make much of an impact higher up the championship. Yeah. So why not go for a couple of cup yep. runs? Spoke about it last week. Yep. They're in the second round of the Carabao Cup now. Mm-hmm. They could get a Premier League team, a decent sized team, or they could go, you know, they could get a chance, lesser team, go through European teams, teams in Europe, come, agree. come through in the third round. Just try and go as far as possible. You know, yeah. the further you go, you're more likely to get a telegame, yeah. which is more revenue, which yeah. like football is all about revenue these days. Bradford made it to the final from League yeah. One. Yeah, well, so, know, why not? You know, so just try and make some progress in it. Yeah. And, and, it and, and they needed to win against Mansfield mm. because um, they'd lost against Hull. You didn't want to start off with two defeats. Yeah. Especially go, one to, that you should win. No, they're going to Reading on Saturday, which you won't be the easiest game. Yep. Of all, they've not started well. Mm. You wouldn't want three defeats on the trot if, you know, I'm not being negative or whatever, you know, but you just mm. don't want that. Yeah, so yeah. it's important. I know it's only the Carabao Cup and, you know, the reaction, the reaction on social media is like, enjoyed that, but there's bigger tests ahead. Of course mm. there is. We know that. We're not... No one's kidding themselves that North End have turned the corner because they're beating Mansfield. Yeah, two but... You put you, you do what's put in front of you. The football's very habitual, of, isn't it? Yeah. If you get into the habit of winning, yeah, that's very good. You can also get into the habit of losing, yeah. though. Yeah. And exactly. that stops stops the rot, doesn't it? And yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Any other cliche I could throw out there. But what North End didn't do before the game take the knee is take a knee. No. Uh, North yeah. End announced it kind of just before the game. I think they were kind of a little bit clever with the the timing. It, it, it doesn't create too much. No. Uh, off the back of it, uh, it's, it's announced kind of when it was like when they didn't take the knee, so it's, yeah. it was timed quite well. And I think probably a wise way of doing it where it doesn't cause too much uproar, mm. too much of a stir, all that sort of stuff. But I mean, my opinion on it is that it should continue, but mm. I am not one if they've discussed it with the squad and you know, there's, there's black players in that squad, and if they feel like it's lost its power and all that sort of stuff, who am I to say? Yeah. Otherwise, my opinion of it is there's been a lot of these sorts of gestures that do peter out. And I think in 12 months' time, the next time there's some abhorrent abuse on social media and someone's getting racially abused, you'll look back and go, oh, yeah, well, you're going to care again for two months. Do you remember, mm. do you remember you took the knee for, for a while and then that stopped? And I've I think, done, yeah. you know, you've got you've to keep something up. Yeah, you've, something's got to I think, stay. obviously, something, you know, like... It's not a decision they will have taken lightly. No. I think it, this has been fully discussed with every member of the squad. Mm-hmm. DJ was captain last night. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking him, you know, but obviously he's someone who could talk about racial abuse. And I've seen any on his, more than, on any his more social than, media. Yeah, any more than I'm, I'm, you know, like, I'm no expert on yeah. it. I've not, you know, I'm a 50-year-old white guy. <laughs> yeah, not we're pop- very underqualified. Yeah, yeah. To- so I'm not, I'm not going to start lecturing people on it, yeah. you know, on... But obviously, it's been discussed in the dressing room, mm-hmm. and they've decided it's lost its effect. And I, I you know, if I, I think something in football, they need to come up with maybe another kind of gesture, because mm. there are some people who associate taking the knee, obviously, with the Black Lives Matter thing, and will see it in a different light. Yeah. So maybe I know I know at Luton last year. Um, Instead of taking the knee, all the players linked arms yeah. and like had a photograph well, they taken mixed together. The 11s. Yeah, and they did. It was Preston player, Luton player. So maybe that's something that 
could be done in yeah. you know football because they still do, they forward. still line up before a game and then walk away because yeah. they used to do handshakes and then COVID all that yeah. sort of stuff. But if everyone's so COVID secure, mm. why yeah why not mix mix yeah. the mix the lineups? That's a good idea. Yeah, so maybe it's but it's been if it's been, it's been obviously been properly discussed in the dressing mm-hmm. room and. North End have taken the decision. I've had quite a few other clubs on notice. Mm-hmm. I know the Premier League are actually they're continuing with it. Yeah, but for but example, Brent, Brentford have gone back to doing it after not doing it last season, yeah. probably to fall in line with Premier League sort of thinking. But Ivan Tony yeah, has player. said he will carry on not standing. doing it. He'll stand. Wilfred Zahar was another one to yeah. come out and mm-hmm. say he was standing yeah. and things like that. So there's, I think it's again, I'm completely underqualified, but. Mm-hmm. From the outside, it seems like it's sort of starting to grate on a few, a few maybe black players that feel like it, it is just becoming a sort of token gesture and not being backed up, or like I say, it's being diluted, all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's it's each individual's decision, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's everyone's yeah. individual prerogative whether or not they choose to do that sort of gesture. I think personally, I'd like to. T- continue to see because I think even if it affects one person that's enough if, if they feel some sort of support some sort of solidarity with taking the knee that's enough but I do think there needs to be some sort of lasting mm-hmm. l- something lasting from it rather than just again another you know what whether it I mean you used to get all the wristbands and stuff where it's like it's a, a cancer one or there's a black and white one linked for anti-racist all these sorts of fads that sort of come and go mm-hmm. Something's got to stay, and I, I, the same. I think sometimes the same with the the Stonewall campaign, where they're against um, the discrimination of like the LGBT plus community for a weekend, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then it goes. You know, the corner flags go, and you know, and then the the rainbow armbands don't stay, the rainbow laces don't stay. Simple things like that that just need to become a a, a, a fixture. Yeah, but I think I think as well, it, it's not just football's decision. It's not just football's thing to put this right. This mm. is a society Societal. deep. You Definitely. know, um, there's a mentality which needs to change in society worldwide. Not yeah. just it shouldn't just be on football's shoulders that everything rests on yeah. football to do it. Yeah, I suppose it's like there was a, a bit at one point of politicians putting pressure on, on footballers and around COVID and all this sort of stuff and it's like, it's, mm. it's not, football isn't, yeah. it's not football's responsibility to do everything. Yeah, yeah well suddenly, you, as you say with COVID, it was last December, wasn't it, when when we were starting to get into another peak, another mm. wave of this coronavirus. Suddenly, you know, teams like Chorley were getting vilified for <laughs> being pictured in the dressing rooms. Yeah. Singing together, you yeah. know, like suddenly po- outraged politicians, you know, oh, they could be spreading coronavirus. Well, these are guys who have been tested and whatnot, you know, yeah. like that's not the risk, you know, you need to look higher up, yeah. you know, like, uh, and this is the same now mm. with the racism, yeah. you know, like they're football's deep, done its bit, to they're try all, to yeah, show and it's yeah, they've done the bit and they will continue doing their bit mm-hmm. in all the ways they can, but there is deeper set. This, there are yeah. men, there are the way people think has to be changed. In society's general, yeah, you know, and, that, and we're not all stupid enough to think that no. whether they take the knee or not, you know, if 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 they were taking the knee, this person wouldn't have got racially abused. Mm. No, it doesn't work like that. No, no. <laughs> you know, like you say, it's society in yeah. general. Mm. But there is another game at the weekend that we could talk about. Reading away, Reading, yes, at, at a newly yeah, sponsored stadium. We no, we're no longer going to the Majesty Stadium. Yeah, we're yeah. now going to some. Um, Sort of leasing car, is it? Something yeah, like I'll try and find it. Yeah, um, because on 
online it's still got the yeah. uh, as down as the Medeski. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at Mansfield, I, I, I was supposedly sat at the uh, the one core stadium. Now I, I've I've always known it as Field Mill, and I mm. called it Field Mill all the way through. So. We're going, or you're going to the Select Car Leasing Stadium. Of course we Woo! are. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm going to rush out when I get back and select a car from that leasing company. Yeah, yeah. That's how advertising works. Yeah. It's a bit of a mouthful, that one, isn't it? I know. And especially how much Medeski did for yeah. the club and all that sort of stuff. You don't you don't just get a stadium named after you for nothing or like build a stadium. It's another that, revenue you know. stream from though, isn't it? You know, yeah. so, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, just if, a quick I'll tell you, one. if Deep, Deepdale ever went with a sponsored name, I don't... No, I don't I'd never use it. I would never, never use, use that, you know. So. Yeah, our principle. Ju- just to warn the people. Where <laughs> yeah, that, when they're making the decision, yeah, they'll I'm, think, would, I'm, would yeah, Dave use it? I'm, Ooh, I'm maybe boycotting. Not. I'm boycotting. Yeah. Um, just a quick one before we go on to the Reading stuff. I've seen on their website there's going to be a minute's applause scheduled after 13 minutes. So for any PE fans listening, mm-hmm. uh, minute's applause at the 13th minute for... Because uh, Reading are one of those clubs that have their... Um, fans on the team sheet and all this oh. sort of stuff don't they but uh, it's basically for everyone that they've lost during oh, the right. covid pandemic yeah. all that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. for any PNE fans out there if you um see the reading doing the applause of 13 minutes that's why so um, i mean get involved that would be my thing but yeah for the reading fans that they've lost recently i suppose it's similar to what we do with the gentry all that sort of stuff so yeah their first uh, it's their first home game with mm-hmm. fans so yeah. doing a minute's applause on 13th minute uh, but they lost on the opening day. Yeah, they lost at Stoke three two, and they mm. they lost. At, lost uh, uh, yeah, the EFL. Cup. Yeah. Well, that was a home game as well, but I think yeah. it's the whole first home league game. Is yeah, the, is yeah. the specification. But yeah, they lost three uh, nil mm. yesterday as we're recording this to Swansea. Yeah. Um, they were they were decent last year, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. They were in the playoffs for a, for a while and just kind of faded well, away. I don't think anyone expected them. They you were know. top for a while. North End, yeah. went, North End went there early November mm. and we're only the second team to beat them that season. Yeah, we beat and we're, the fir- and we're the first team team to beat them at the Majewski or whatever. The, yeah, they were flying. Yeah, whatever the stadium's called now. But no, <laughs> North End went there Wednesday night and won 3-0. Great performance, yeah. you know. So, and he did tail off after that. Now, mm. They've got, a re- they've got the financial issues. They're one of the sort of three or four clubs in the championship who are under some kind of restrictions, aren't they? You know, Derby are, Hull are, and you know, I think it's those three, isn't it? Yeah. I think other clubs were for not putting the... League one. Yeah. yeah, they basically got a loan off the EFL yeah, re- related somewhere, to Somewhere, no, I think Reading runs a little bit more than just a loan to get, get them through. Then It's not like Hull. I think they're more like Derby not putting accounts in yet. Mm. So so they've been under a bit of an embargo. And no new uh, signings. No new signings yet, and... Um, Players linked with moves away, you know. So mm. and they've lost. They lost Michael Elise, who was one of the Great. brightest young yeah. players in the division last season. He's gone to Crystal Palace for eight million now. Yeah. Wow, I think that's a bit of a steal. Yeah. For a Especially nine- compare what they got yeah. a, a Brazy easy for. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think there was a, um, a clause in his yeah. contract, which was probably put in when he hadn't really made much of an impact, you know. But um, I think. For his standard, I think Palace have got an absolute steal there. Yeah. You know, yeah. for, for the potential for a 19, 20 year old like that, he's yeah. a, he's a re- really good player. So they've lost him. So maybe this year will be a bit more of a transition one for Reading. Mm. I'm not too sure. Yeah, because they had Velko Panovic who came in. I think it was his first season last year, yeah, weren't it? Was, it? And yeah. they'd really hit the ground running and they mm. really seemed to kind of take off. But now he's got a much different job within 12 months. Yeah. You know, because it, it looked like they were bright and they looked like they would, you know, be challenging and something to build off. And now. 
he's just got to kind of make do. Yeah. It's do like the best a, he can. It's like a lot of clubs in this division, though, yeah. Tom. The championship is just a wash with free transfers, loans, no Apart from Stoke, who's brought Sam Surridge, there's not a lot of money being spent. Mm. Uh, clubs are almost sort of treading water and just sort of tinkering with it and hoping it will work, you know. So Yeah. And they lost they lost Omar Richards to yeah. Bayern Munich that's as well, a, by the way. That's, that's one hell of a word. transfer, I tell you. Yeah. I bet when his when his agent rang up with that, <laughs> yeah. by the way, Bayern Munich, what yeah. yeah. What a good move for him though. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And again, like you say, Elise to uh, to to Palace. Palace. Mm-hmm. These you see a lot though good players of the EFL starting I think it's more regular that they're getting steps up into the Premier League. They're making that sort of you know, Premier League clubs, especially bottom half Premier League clubs, are looking at the better championship players. Yeah. Where it used to be kind of a little bit more probably abroad. I think maybe Brexit's probably had an effect, but but yeah. still like it's good it's good to see that, you know, there is a do pathway. Well. Yeah, 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 do well and it comes comes off. They've still got John Swift obviously who's at least have been there ages now, yeah. John, hasn't he? You know, yeah. like always a decent, very good, decent, creative player, one who you want to keep your eye on, isn't he? But, yeah. uh, but you think of that pathway between Championship and and Premier League, oh, even with North End, Jordan Hugo, mm. Callum Robinson have all done it, haven't ben they? Davies. You know, ben Davis. Yeah. <laughs> it's his birthday today. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I ho- hope you get him a present and I know, yeah. a place in the first day. Yeah, give him a few minutes, that'll do. Or a little move. Yeah. yeah. So, to, uh, back to Preston. No, but, you know, but there, there is that pathway there. But as you say, I think it's, you know, may- maybe some of the lower half Premier League clubs are beginning to see there are some bargains to be had. Mm. You have to patient, you know, mm. have to take a player, you can you can make a big impact in the championship if you bring him in, ease him in, give mm. him the chance. I think there's a good chance they will make it. Yeah. I mean Reading aren't without the, the a bit of money spent like I mean mm. Puskas and, and Zhao, for example, aren't aren't cheap. No. The wages for someone like Moore and Swift yeah. again won't be cheap. So they've got <laughs> That's probably coming back at the moment after 16 months without fans. That's mm. when the finances really start to hit you. Yeah, isn't it? You but they're, they're no, they're no like they're no like mugs. They they, no. they spend money. They've got decent yeah. quality in there, yeah. um, and and I think Stoke could be a pretty decent side this this yeah. year as well. Yeah, they lost three two. But I think I think the Reading game will be a tough one for North End. They've mm. not done well down yeah, there not traditionally, well. but um, you know, like over the years, it's not been a happy hunting ground. But obviously, one last season. I think that before that they'd won. I think it was one of Simon first season under Simon Grayson in the championship. Won very late on in mm. the season. DJ scored the winner late on, um, and then I think there was one within the FA Cup. Um, and that's mm. been about it. So my uh, uh, my first game at the LEP that was it. Reading yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lost in like the last minute. Yeah. Centre half scored was it? Yeah, I can't, was was American it. or something like yeah, that. I can't I remember. So. But yeah. the... the um, one nil at October Reading. 2019, it would have yeah. been that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm well, not there this weekend. Know, <laughs> if North End could go there and bring something back, you want league points on the board. Yeah, just get just just get yeah. going ahead of two. Ho- well, then you got Huddersfield away in the in the league, and then yeah. two home games, haven't you? So uh, it'd be nice to bring something back, take the pressure off going to Huddersfield. What Maybe does, get something there, and then what does Frankie do at the weekend? Well, presumably he'll still play three five two. Yep. There are decisions to be made. I think he goes with the same back three. Because he, yeah. he said Pat was a bit rusty. I thought he was all right. To I be thought fair, he was all right. I thought he was the uh, better of the defenders on Tuesday night. Yeah, but he thought he was yeah. still a bit rusty. And I don't think you're not, you're not going to drop Lindsay for him at the moment no. anyway. Um, so the back three is probably as is. Yeah, you With Everson so, coming yeah. in. 
You would have thought with Lindsay being rested totally from the squad, he's going to come back in. The other two were given another opportunity, weren't they? Probably because of numbers more than anything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Away from home, Cunningham's going to be a left wing Cunningham, back. I think Sepp was going yeah. to get that right wing back slot yeah, this time. I, was say I that, don't away think. From they, home. Yeah. Um, Frankie made the point about Sepp that when you're getting the wing backs, he didn't think Cunningham got high enough up the pitch in the first half. He did in the second, but he did make a note of Sepp and got. He said we got Sepp really high in the first half. Mm. Um, I thought Set was on raw meat in the first half. <laughs> His pre-match meal had been a raw state because he was. He seemed to be gunning for a bit of a fight, didn't yeah. he? At times, uh, getting himself involved. He, re- he really was. You know, he was. He got. He got involved with a couple of their players. He got involved mm. with the linesmen. You know, so. fans were getting on his back. Yeah, like, I think football he, again. I think he quite enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd probably go for Set yeah. at right wing back midfield. I think he'll bring Ledson back in mm-hmm. with Whiteman. Whiteman. But I'd, I, I don't know. I'd like to see DJ. Mm. I know, you know Alan Brown's your captain, but is he fully fit yet? Fully match sharp? I'd, I'd be tempted for DJ in that number ten. But slot. he was fully rested, so off the same logic of yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Does he come back? I in? think he was Although fully he's re- carrying or not. Yeah, well, he's coming back from a long term. Well, this hip injury, isn't he? So I don't think they were ever going to risk him. But I'm just saying, I would like to see DJ in that number ten slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you were to what DJ did. Coming on against Hull, I thought merited. You know, I thought he was the best of the midfield players that day, even though he was only on twenty minutes. Yeah. He played a deeper role, as we've discussed, at Mansfield. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was tidy on the ball. He had an attacking instinct, and I just like to see him further up the pitch. And then, so that's who I'd go. Uh, whether he did well or not, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not too sure. Then up front, I think is where the issue is. Mm-hmm. Now, Chad Evans has got this problem with his feet. This uh, I won't even try and pronounce it, but yeah. it's um, playing on hard ground during the summer. He's had a, bit, a few issues. I didn't think Jed Evans looked, you know, no. for most for most people, before last Saturday, first name on the team sheet, mm. it's who plays alongside Evans. Now, I didn't think he got himself involved too much last week, so whether he's quite fully fit, I don't know. Mm. Now, when you've got Reese scoring two goals in with, two games yeah and only 60 odd minutes on the pitch if yeah. you think about it he got substituted at half time against Hull and he came on after 67 or so um, on Tuesday night yeah. so we're, we're not even two goals in two full games yeah. so he's pushing for a place and Sinclair's been out of the team no fault of his own because he's had to isolate, isolate. so he's not a lack of fitness or anything no. like that yeah and he has come in and scored two goals mm. now do you go with a totally new pairing up front again mm-hmm. or does is it ever do you bring Evans back in who's fresh because he was wrestling midweek but didn't have his greatest game last week and then play maybe Sinclair off him or Reese off him and have the other one in reserve? Yeah. So there's some there's a bit of thinking to do, but when strikers are scoring, I don't care what level, what competition it is, yeah. they are knocking on the manager's door. That is their a strikers judges on goals. Yep. If Reese has scored two goals, if Sinclair has scored two goals you can't overlook it. Yeah. They've got to be certainly under consideration. See, I'd like... Now, I don't know... I don't think Frankie will do this, but I'd like to see separate wing-back mm-hmm. then Whiteman, Ledson, mm-hmm. DJ, and I'd like to see Sinclair and uh, Reese. I'd like to see Sinclair, yeah. I, because I'd like that, whether he will or not. Like, yeah. It feels like Reese has a goal in him at the moment, yeah. and I think with momentum, he could be brilliant. Mm-hmm. So let's try and keep that going. He got a lot of faith towards the end of last season when Frankie first came in. Yeah. And I think... Sinclair can be out of the game for 89 minutes mm. and still chip in with a goal. Yeah. Given presented with the correct chance, yeah. he takes it. Yeah. And 
it's very valuable that I think mm. Ched looked tired, looked a bit off it, and given his standards, yeah, you know, just wasn't at it because he'd missed. You know, if you think towards the later stages of preseason, mm-hmm. he'd missed one of the games. He missed and Accrington, didn't he? And then it's not like I'm saying yeah. Ched Evans should never come back in the team. He's going to no. get loads of minutes. He's going to get all that yeah. time. But I think right now, yeah. when Wins are kind of important to try and get a bit of a rhythm going. Yeah. yeah, try and try and get the season up and running. Mm-hmm. Chucking in two strikers who, who, who are scored scoring goals. goals yeah, you yeah. know, especially when they're a premium at PNE anyway. Yeah, yeah. I I just feel like that's probably the best way to go. And and I don't think North End necessarily have anything to fear of Reading. Yeah. I think separate wing back gives a little stability away from home. Yeah. But other than that, why not be more? Yeah. More positive further forward and if you got DJ in the 10 yeah now if you're going to have Reese and Sinclair up there mm. you don't really want to be banging balls up to him to hold it off and mm-hmm. sort of play in it might be a case of more sliding him in you know get getting someone in like DJ behind and yeah. we saw how Sinclair scored his first goal on Saturday mm. on Tuesday night it was Maguire sliding one through to him yeah. you need someone running out of midfield with the ball and sort of try and play him in that way yeah I don't think Potts did much to um Break into the team? No, in no, midweek he didn't break any pots, did he? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a few, a few, fun, a few uh, humorous. There was, a, there was a very humorous chant during the second half, yeah. which I can't repeat. No, on, and definitely on, won't go in print. On, uh, no, <laughs> it can't, it can't appear on a family podcast. Can yeah. it, really, a fam- family show like this. But yeah. I did have a chuckle to myself yeah, when I heard that one. But Pot Potts's big moment against Mansfield was just, just a oh, kick against the post. Word. Where did that and come nowhere. from? That was nearly goal of the season, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that was unreal. Just threw scissor, himself at it, literally. Scissor kick on the volley, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah. then, you, so, it's basically Brown or DJ, you'd think. You'd you think so, yeah. Brown's captain. Yeah. They seem to put a fair bit of weight on that, although mm. I think, you know. DJ captain. Armbands, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. I think it doesn't matter who's got the armband. Mm. Everyone should be a captain. Everyone should, you know. Yeah. If you're good enough, you play, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, yeah, I'd like, I mean, what do we think Frankie's doing? specifically it's a I I think Sep will play yeah I think think the back five yeah I think we're right with the back five I think Sep played his way into it I know Sep wants to play as a centre half and I'd be tempted to try him there at some point soon but maybe this one he can play at the wing back position again yeah does Um, he drop Barky well that's it yeah because he was rested yeah Mm. that's that's a point because he likes him up front yeah so if you move him out do you chuck him up front with someone else yeah Really, with Barky, if he plays up front with Sinclair, you got two sort of similar mm. players, sort of two wingers, almost wider players. Barky and Reese, Barky and Evans. Yeah, yeah. So. You, you know, mm. he started. What's it? He started with Reese and Evans last time. Ended with Evans and Barkays. And yeah. Does he go Evans, Barkays, and Reese, Barkays? And I, I think he might well start Barkays. Mm. Yeah. I think he'll probably start Brown. Yeah. I do think he'll definitely start set. Yeah. 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 And then other striker. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I think I'll go Evans. Yeah. Evans, Barkays, and Brown. But I think. Then you're start. overlooking two players who have knocked on the door. Yeah. For, well, Reese in but Bo- oh, Reese wasn't great in the first half against Hull, but he scored. Mm. Yeah. Which is, as you say, has been a North End problem. Yeah. And then he came on and impacted the game from the bench. Maybe that might be in McAvoy's thinking. Yeah. Well, maybe he's better against a tiring defence, bring him on and see if we can open it up. I'm not too sure. But yeah. uh, and we're saying all this, mm. and we're going to go and speak to him tomorrow and <laughs> get a bit yeah. more of what he's thinking. He might, he might he won't tell you the drop team. a few hints. Yeah. But 
can he really go with the same team that got beat 4-1 at home on the first game of the season? Yeah, Having no. had a good win not, midweek, yeah, not after albeit against lesser opposition. I feel like you can sometimes get away with it going right, put it right, especially if there's not been a game in between. But the fact there's been a game in between, it's almost you you, you have moved on from it. Yeah. And they are very much the game's done, we move on anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think they're the type to go, here's your 11, go and put it right, because yeah. they move on from it that quick, you know, mm-hmm. especially that's the sort of yeah. vibe around the place. It's all very positive. It's all about moving forward and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's what's frustrating, Frankie, is that he wants North End to be a bit more attacking, a bit more positive, mm-hmm. and they're just not doing. No, and I think that's starting to wind him up. Yeah. There's, t- there's times in the first half at Mansfield again where saw the ball but it was all sort of 30 yards out mm. little turns inside and a sideways pass or something when yeah you were just waiting for someone to play that more direct pass yeah yeah just play a forward pass yeah Simple yeah as that. just get him forward you know yeah. but but there will come a point where if, if he does change back to the team he played against Hull if he plays Alec Redding with Evans say up front and then if he put Barquez up front or whatever um if it doesn't work again mm you know, and North End the shy of goals, he's got to look back to what happened at Mansfield then. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And there's just no word at the moment on a new striker or a new, any transfers really, is No, there? it's all gone a bit quiet there. I think for what it's worth, I think they will get a striker in. Yeah. But I can see it being that last weekend of the window. And most that likely maybe a loan. A loan. I can see it being a loan striker now from the Premier League. And I, to be fair, I don't think North End are alone in that. I think there's, mm. there'd be a queue of championship clubs having a look. Because Premier League only starts this weekend. Yep. You've still got some players who have only just come back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Harry Kane guy or something. <laughs> yeah. he, he's decided to have a it longer holiday. Training anyway. No, no, you know, <laughs> you've you got Richarlison at Everton, for example, who's yeah, only back from the Olympics, you know. So some, 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 some teams haven't even got, you know, the players back yet. And yeah. so they're not thinking of loaning out some players, but they will know, they do know, you know, the loan, I, th- I think this you know, potentially good young strikers coming from the yeah. Premier League. It's so, going to be a last-week job yeah. anywhere, whether that's Preston, Millwall, Birmingham, Stoke, mm. Bournemouth. That's when I can see a lot of that business. If North End are in for that, they've talked about Rory Delap. Now, no uh, North End... Liam have, Delap. Yeah, Liam Delap. No, they they <laughs> I mean, I'm all for Rory. Yeah, That'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, 50-year-old bloke throwing it. Yeah, yeah. but no, no, Liam but, Delap. Yeah, but, for example, Grealish yeah. signed for City and yeah. none of the none of the English players were back yet. Even for the Community yeah. Shield, they'd all been in the Euros. Yeah. So that had, then has yeah. a knock-on effect yeah. further down that squad, doesn't it? But Liam Delap, he's one name doing the rounds. Now, I know North End have asked about him, mm. but so is everyone else <laughs> in the Championship. North yeah. End are no different than that and probably no different to getting an answer compared yeah. to anyone else you know at the moment he's injured yep. and I think City want him to sign a new contract before he goes out which is fair enough so North End are just in a queue with anyone else now yep. I'm sure they're looking at others as well there's mm. other others and I, 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 the the way it's going the way you hear of it if there's not going to be a lot of money around because suddenly financial fair play suddenly comes <laughs> flying into being the buzzword this last week if there's not a great deal of money flying around, you think that's where the loan market is one to go looking for. Yeah, because you're mainly paying wages. You, yeah. There's not really much of a fee involved no. in, in loans. But there's the way, still, there's yeah. still costs, there's but a big there's, cost, not, yeah. there's, no, like, there's yeah. not necessarily a, a, the same sort of one-off fee yeah. or whatever no. that, that you get. The wages are the drain. That's mm. a big drain, isn't it? You know, yeah. like you're committed to paying that all you know all the way through. So that that, yeah. that that's where the bulk of the finance will go. So 
If they are going in that, I can't see the striker coming in until later in the month. Yep, yep. So hopefully, mm-hmm. North End are he all right. He might surprise us. Might turn around and suddenly, oh, here, here's someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where, if if you're not looking at a loan from the Premier League, I presumably they're not looking to buy from the Premier League unless yeah. someone's so far out of favour. Yeah. want to drop out of it and the cost involved the cost that involved, would be yeah. what they'd probably spend maybe max yeah. a couple of mil yeah then the Bosman's market is obviously there's but if they if they'd like someone on a Bosman they would have mm. got him by now because mm-hmm. you know contracts are finished by yeah. now properly finished yeah after that extra month they yeah get paid off as well and then really you look at if then the other market is Will you get someone else from a championship club? Probably not because yeah. of the cost. Yeah, again. And then and then you've bet looking for League One and League Two, and is that where the problem is at the moment? Mm-hmm. Where well, we've tried players from there. They've got to be a punt. Will they work out? Are they mm-hmm. any better than what you've already got? Yeah. Because so, to be fair, Northern were taking the best players from League One and League yeah. Two, mm-hmm. and they've not always no. settled. No, exactly. Yeah. So and you look, I think there's mo- it costs more to buy from the championship than it would from the Premier League. Sam Surridge, five and a half million. Yeah. Sideways move to Stoke for a player who's started fourteen games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's there's, there's talk of the lad Blackburn are looking at after selling Armstrong. Yeah, Obafemi. Obafemi scored four goals. <laughs> you know, like in three years or something. Yeah. It's not the sort of. But you, there was some talk of six million for him now. I don't, don't know if that's you know yeah, accurate or not. Weighted with the Armstrong deal and all yeah. that sort of stuff, isn't it? But yeah, but it, yeah, you you sometimes paying the premium, so it might be the old Premier League young striker is a way to go rather yeah. than sort of you know. But then there's a lot of pressure on young shoulders. Yeah, yeah. If you bring an 18 year old mm. in, especially for the first loan like Metcher. Yeah, and Metcher was his first loan here, wasn't it? You mm. know, and he he, he was raw. Mm. He got called by some people, fit to burn by some. Yeah, others thought could see the potential in him. So yeah, I think individual performance on his day. We for forty five minutes against Villa, mm. and then the following game against Wigan, he he put in some of the best performances yeah. I've seen in a PNE shirt. Like yeah. he was unplayable. Yeah, he's, I mean he's he's a big guy. He's mm. quick. Yeah, he got his first touch right. He was making the right decisions. Mm. He was brilliant, but yeah. then you just didn't see it often enough. But that's the case. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get that with mm. young players. It doesn't matter who comes in. They're not, they're not even used to winning three points. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, but that's that's the, that's the, like, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it no. sort of scenario, isn't mm. it? You you can either get this this talent, mm. but they aren't necessarily going to be as consistent, not used to it, not to the physicality. Yeah. Or you get someone who is, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be as, yeah. as good, maybe. No. Is no. up to it and all that, but yeah, remains to be seen, I suppose. But yeah. I think that's about it. Is there anything else you want to add, Dave? No, that's about it. I think. So, yeah, we're um, good. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to know what Reading's grounds called anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll memorise that one by Saturday. You know, yeah. Out, so. And uh, hey, enjoy your enjoy your time off. I will do. Couple of, couple of weeks break from the podcast, and then uh, we'll be back at it. Yeah, I, but, need a, I think I'll need to lie down in the <laughs> darkened room. Yeah. <laughs> but all I have to say is uh, thanks for listening. If you uh, make sure to follow us both on Twitter at Tom Sandals and at Seds underscore LEP. Follow at LEP underscore football for daily uh, PNE stories. Go to lep.co.uk for all our daily PNE content. Buy a paper. Do, do buy paper. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks very much for listening. Yeah. And uh, just all, if you can all look after Tom for when I'm away, <laughs> you know, so uh, make sure he gets back from these games. Yeah, not falling asleep. Yeah. But thank you.